Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. Here's where I, a large seller, tell all of my secrets. I'm large if you think a few hundred million in sales is large, but don't let that number fool you. So I can show you some negative balance sheets. Well, today, I've been looking to get this guest on my podcast for months. He's one of the best, scratch that. He is the best private label seller that I know. He's worked with several eight-figure selling accounts, all new ASINs, all new products. On top of that, he shares all his secrets. I've been following him for a year and his candid approach to knowledge is refreshing. He doesn't, he doesn't know everything, but I've actually mentioned him on the podcast more than once. His latest adventures involve growing his baby account to, to two million a month in less than two years. These are all new ASINs. I'm gonna be honest, I've never had a guest like this on the show. So Derek, welcome to the show. Hey, Scott. Thanks, brother. Appreciate so you. So how is your year so far on Amazon? I, you know, the year, I hate to say it, um, the year has been a, an amazing kickstart. And unfortunately, I think a little bit of it is due to the coronavirus right now. I think if you've got stock, it's like gold right now, um, especially in some of the categories that we're in. You know, a lot of individuals try and time their shipments. So this thing kind of just hit right after the year. And uh, right after Chinese New Year, so we're in a pretty strong position right now. I've got about twenty million on the ground here in the U.S. and okay. um, just kind of feeding Amazon. But sales are sales are way up, you know. Sales are way up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's starting to really affect things. I, uh, conferences are canceling. Um, yeah. I'm going to one in about three weeks, and I really <laughs> hope it doesn't cancel because we put a lot of effort into it. And sure. It's, yeah. 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 It's uh, and. Uh, but one of the interesting things is we're using Zoom conference and that's the one stock that has like shot up because oh, yeah. people want to work remote. So it's a lot of chaos out there. And I, I spoke with someone in logistics and, you know, there's boats just uh, sitting out on the ocean. No, no one will t let them port. And so um, I, I, it, it's crazy. Like I've never seen anything like this before and, and hopefully it doesn't get any worse. Um, so let me jump into some questions that I've put together for, for Derek. So you have an eye for private label. Um, what do you think of when you consider our products and the launch strategy that will be involved? So, you know, yes, we do have an eye for private label. Um, it's important to note, and especially somebody listening, 80% 85% of my sales come from, it's a mixture of private label and then we do some brand licensing deals. So I just want to throw that out there so the audience understands that. So just preface it and then I'll answer your question. A brand licensing deal, for those of you that don't know, is if you're a manufacturer or you have the ability to manufacture great products, you can approach a brand, a national brand, global brand, whoever it is, and you can say to them, hey, I have this really cool product. I want to license your brand. I want to put that brand on said product and I want to sell it. Can we strike an agreement? You know, this is what I do on Amazon. I think there's value there. I think there's volume there. So everybody knows that's kind of the mixture of what we have, no wholesale. But to be clear on this, every ASIN we have ever launched, because whether you do a brand licensing deal or not, you're launching the ASIN from scratch because you're putting it on a new product. So every ASIN that we've ever launched has been literally ground up, you know, starting from ground zero. Um, so wanted to throw that out there to answer your question, Scott, I mean, it depends on what your goal is. I'm going to break this down for you, right? 
So really comes back to your budget. I, I have to say that I have to be transparent. So depending on what category you're going to go at, what the subcategory is, what the product is, you have to be clear in your vision about what is it going to take monetarily to maybe enter this category? What's my cost of goods? What's my landing cost? Have I built an ad campaign cost? You know, what's my creative cost in my shooting video? You know, do I have my trademark already done so I can do enhanced brand content, EBC, A plus content, all these things. Those are all things that in the beginning we would look at, right? In terms of a lot of the stuff I see on the market right now, like, you know, you can start with 500 bucks. I think you need to throw that out. And I think you need to just look at it from a category basis, right? So forget about what the self-proclaimed guru is telling you that, you know, you could start with. I wouldn't start there. I would look at the products that you're interested in selling. And then I would start to determine what's the cost of this product, right? Because the reality is that if you want to start where I see a lot of people fail is they might have a knack to be able to get on and kind of get the product up and going, but then they run out of their first 200 units. They've started to rank. They've wasted ad spend. No, I shouldn't say that. They've used ad spend in their, you know, in their ability to grow the product, but there's so many things that aren't down now. So what ends up happening is they run out. They may have got to rank 39 in the subcategory, which maybe that equal 30 units a day, which is great, right? That's awesome. That's a new launch. But is the money right? Is your budget right? Are you able to cut POs at the drop of a dime for 10 G's a pop? And 10 G's, me and you, Scott, know is extremely yeah. low. Extremely low. I mean, as you know with us, I mean, I'm doing, you know, we're going to do, if we track the way we're doing now, we'll do probably 45 million this year, maybe more. So you can imagine the POs that are constantly cut, right? All of those things. Now, don't ever compare yourself, though, to a $45 million or, in your case, you know, significantly $60, 70000000 million <laughs> seller. Starting now, you really need to look at those things. You have to develop a formula because if you're going to listen to everything you see on the internet, oh, my God, the failure rate is absurd. It's, like, it's going to be like 97 98% failure rate because you're not prepped. I personally believe that staring at a budget and then looking at the subcategory that you want to be in and then... And I also, I'll go deep on this, but then I'll, 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 I'll shut up for a minute here, but this is super important. I always look at the players in the subcategory, bro. Always. Who's in this game, right? Who's there? Who's doing black hat? I want to know, is there 50 people in this subcategory from Shenzhen doing black hat? Cause that's going to be a problem, right? Yeah, yeah, if I start scaling, they're going to attack me. I've been there. So yeah, yeah there's some, there's some categories that are, that are super uh, saturated, but, um, What's refreshing to hear you say is a higher dollar amount because it feels real. Uh, the you can still launch products on Amazon, like it's it's great, but like some of the price points do have to go up. Uh, I think you know there. Are, everyone that talks about Amazon and launching, like, well, like what's your budget? They actually want that number to go down if they're selling a service to right. newcomers. Very. True. Like, Very true. They, they, they you know, have my, you talk, yeah. yeah. Me and you talk at length about that. And it's why I told you I would never build a course because here's the reality. If I built a course, you're not going to see my face showing a Lamborghini. You're going to see raw truth. And a lot of people don't like that. Yeah. You, know, the raw yeah. Truth is you have a $30,000 budget, right? Like yeah. um, I'll, I'll put it to you on a silver platter, but do you have the monetary budget to go do this? So, I mean, there, there are still home runs out there. I mean, if you, if you've got a product and you, you know, the, the segment and like, it doesn't have that competition, 
Um, you, you don't need that to start with, or if your manufacturing is closer to, to your home, there's a, there's some flexibility around a budget. That's why I like a hard number, you know, it's kind of like always hard to say, but, um, be real with yourself. And if there are some dominant players and players in China that are going to be very aggressive, uh, just know what you're in for because, um, I'd rather tell someone like to turn away from like, you know, putting in $10,000 and losing it all or, or leaving, you know, lots of times they'll have 500 units sitting in their garage for the next three years. Um, That's where your $10,000 will be. That's right. Um, And just, just to have full clarity of, of what's going on. So what is the hardest part for you in making sure that your investment, uh, pays big because like it's very much an investment and it can it can grow to like multiple times what you put in oh for sure so derek what do you what's the the hardest part for you guys so for us right now it's going to be different than most starting out you know we're at scale now so for me it's the attacks review manipulation a lot of different things black hat wise that come at us just because we own in the categories we're in we own some some we own the top 10, right? So with multiple different brands. So we're a moving target nonstop. Like somebody looks at us and says, oh, they have rank two right here. Rank two to rank three is a difference of like 200 units a day. I'm going to try and get them down. One thing that has become very tough for us to kind of combat, I'll throw this one out there. A medium-sized seller to a larger seller will understand this is that A lot of our products now, what people are doing is they are utilizing these services and they're pushing our worst reviews to the top, right? Right now, now think about this from a psychological standpoint. I could land on a product with 10,000 reviews, but if the first thing I see is a, is a, ready for this, manufactured review from my competitor designed to put fear in your brain of the product, guys, come on. Like, so this is, again... Right. I've, I always say this online selling, it's all psychology. It is psychology and it's how good you are at marketing. That's, that's, I mean, there's, there's obviously more involved, but those are two big components. Yeah. And so that's, that's been a struggle for us. We've been working with it. I mean, if you're, if you're going to manufacture a negative review and it's like a dishonest negative review, you could put together some really clever lines in there that like, you know, they eat at people. I'll give you just in a way for the sake of time, but you know, one example with one of our products, um, a competitor stuck a needle inside of it. Now where they, where they screwed up, keep this show clean, you know the word I would drop for that, but where they screwed up was that they put just a sewing needle in this particular product where there's never a sewing needle in any factory that would make this product, right? And then on top of that, they left the red thread sewing needle. So it was like, and the review was just insane. It had broken English in it. So we went to Amazon with this and said, hey, look, they pushed this to the top. Like, I mean, this is very clear as day. Amazon fought us tooth and nail on this. And finally, finally, after like six months now, Scott, this drastically hurt sales. I saw it. I saw it firsthand. We were doing 250 units a day on this product and this product had killer margins. And then it dropped down to about 110 units a day after that happened, right? So the problem is, is that the black hat gets smarter and smarter and it's whack-a-mole. Right. So you knock one down, Amazon figures it out. 
there is another form of black hat. And that that's not just on wholesale. Vendor guys deal with it as well. Not vendor, or not that's not just on private yeah, yeah, label, yeah. excuse me. Wholesale guys deal with it as well. You know, you guys all, you know, everybody's so again, you know, there's there's that criteria for it. And I think um struggle-wise for me, that if you ask me what's the one thing over the past 18 months, that is the one main thing is my competitors attack. That's the one piece. You know? Yeah, I mean, there's uh shoot. I, I talk a lot about, you know, how it uh the fact that like Amazon controls uh, some of these levers uh, doesn't give you a ton of confidence as a business owner. And like there's no. uh, we, I love the platform and, and uh, the hundred million shoppers that are on Amazon. Like they've done some amazing things. I mean, I bought right. AirPods on Sunday. They were here Monday morning and right. like at a cheaper price, like it, it, it's phenomenal. But like these challenges really, affect your confidence in the business. And so I look forward to Amazon uh, getting better because their future depends on it. And so a lot of things that people don't know right now too is that, that Amazon, you know, and this is for the private label sellers that are thinking about getting started. Amazon is heavily, heavily, heavily going after um, not just launching their own brands, but what they do, Amazon is analyzing the categories where there is of course lots of velocity and they want to make sure that there is enough vendor programs in there, but they also want our brands in there as well. This is difficult. It poses a problem to a seller, and I'll tell you why, because Amazon is going to always organically put themselves at the top, right? Yep. You could be the number one best seller, and you could be two below two organic Amazon uh, impressions, You know, whether it's a vendor central impression or an our brand impression. That's a problem because then you have to spend more ad dollars. So you need yep. to, the way that we combat that sometimes is if I got a bestseller tag on something, I say, you know what, screw it. I'm going to show up at the top with a sponsor. If I don't catch you there, I'll catch you below maybe with my organic, but I want you to at least visually see me twice yep. before you see that $30 price tag against my $70 price tag because Amazon might be selling a junk product with the least possible quality in it, but you know it's one of their programs. So it's going to get, it's going to get higher priority in the ranking system. Yeah. The, uh, the, the Amazon featuring their own products. I don't know if that can last forever. Um, yeah, I, hope I, I know up. that antitrust yeah. is looking into that. Oh, um, big time. Yeah. And, and they know about it. So let's yeah. see. Um, yeah. What a lot of people would be super interested with what uh, you've done is your huge prime day that you yeah. Not only do you go big on Prime Day, but you create a lot of lightning deals. Yeah, so we do a lot of deals. Yeah, I have never talked with anyone that has uh, succeeded with them quite like you. I've done a few myself with some yeah. of our uh, private label, and like I've seen duds. They they kind of like yeah. uh, don't make it, even though they have decent reviews. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think of when you're considering a lightning deal? So a lightning deal strategy for me is totally different than a deal of the day or even a seven day deal, you know, okay. I'll give you a quick launch. I don't want to call it launch strategy, but I'm going to tell you the only reason I use lightning deals, right? Unless it's, if I'm going to do a bunch on prime day, which I do sometimes, there's a specific method to our madness around this. A lot of it, Scott, comes back to ranking strategy. In fact, almost all of it comes back to ranking strategy. Right. Um, a lot of times if I'm going to use a lightning deal, I may want to get a quick boost in velocity 
on whether it's a variation or one skew. So maybe that item was doing 75 units a day and it's just been tracking at 46 and I can't get out of that threshold. You know, we're working and banging keywords, we're running ads. Lightning deal in that case is quote unquote a Hail Mary. So I'll run a lightning deal, right? I'll let that lightning deal go. Maybe I can pump two, 300 units out of it. And just this, we're talking a regular day, not prime day. And then if I want to get crazy aggressive, depending on the product, I'll slap a 20, 25% coupon off on it and just bleed for like three days. And then I'll tame it and tame it and tame it back until I get back to where I'm comfortable, right? Now, again, you can win and you can lose with theories like this. We've been fortunate enough that we've won significantly more times than we've lost, obviously, which we all know is a good thing. Deal strategies are going to be different on every product. That's the thing is that, Scott, what we're talking about, there is no exact science or you just got to intuitively know how to do some of these things, which is what I hate to say it makes somebody an entrepreneur, right? So for, yeah. A huge value to me is you, you talked about three different types of deals. So a lot of the strategy, you need to know all the levers that you can pull. And lightning deal is that six hour window deal. Is that right? It's got its own landing. And it's, it's four to six, depending on when you run it. Sometimes they, they'll run like a four hour, you know, prime day if it's crazy, you know, depending on your product though, they'll, yeah, they'll give you, go ahead. They charge anywhere from one to $500, depending on the time of year. Correct. Um, I know actually Canada was cheaper. And so I was like, it was so cheap. I was like, well, let's just do it. <laughs> so with us, I don't know about you, with us, we get, they just change this again. But if you're in the AMPS program, if you have an account manager and you're paying for it, they, they tamed it back. You used to get best deals for free. It was amazing. Yeah. Everybody loved it. Us private label sellers. Oh my God, it was like a, it was like fishing with dynamite. We could just run them, pull levers anytime we needed to. Amazon started to see that, so they kept pulling it back. Now, in the AMPS program, you get two best deals per month for free as part of the program, like what to do, right? And in terms of that, you know, you got to utilize those in a smart way. Once you get past that, those are, you know, they can be a buck 50, 300. You're absolutely right, depending on the time. Sure. So you have to look at that, right? Like, Am I going to gain the rank? Am I selling an $8 trinket, right? And I'm just going to try and move 300 units, but is it going to be worth it, right? Like long game, am I going to, does history show that when I do a spike, I can stick at the rank, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's all about ranking strategy. I I said that with everything that you should be doing. Um, So give me, is there a difference to you between, there's like a one day deal and a seven day deal? Yeah, well, the one-day deal will be the lightning deal. The seven-day deal for me, the strategy I like around the seven-day deal, psychologically, on the site, what it says in, in green is limited time deal, like that. Uh, there's, a, there's a dopamine spike when someone says oh, that. Okay. I'm all about badges. Every badge- Dopamine spikes, right? Yeah, exactly. Every badge from Amazon is, it, it, it stops your eye when you're scrolling. You click on it uh, and you feel like it's like uh, you're, it's an opportunity, you know, there's scarcity and it's something that you would tell other people. It has the same effect as like free shipping. And so literally every badge that you can, you can have, whether you pay for it or not will, uh, you know, increase conversion rates and like conversion rates are one of the main things that Amazon's looking at when when they're thinking ranking. Oh, hundred percent. And I mean, you know, in, in 
new product launch is your goal always, always when you launch a new product should be how fast can I get the number one new release batch? That's our goal every time. We've gotten it on almost every product we've launched. How fast? Because I'll tell you what, brother, I've rode that. I've rode that thing for a while. That number one new release badge. Oh, I've rode it for so long. And I haven't seen that badge. I rarely oh, yeah, see it. that badge. It's going any stuff. Going any. Oh, it's a great badge. It's a great badge. Like talk about a dopamine spike because people are always like, "Ooh, number yeah. one new release." Okay. I got a hat now, and so again, this was another problem that Amazon had because Scott, what people would do is they would leave the category, come back to the category to get the badge because of the velocity of sales. Yeah. So Amazon's system would go, "Wait, new item." doing 300 units a day, number one new release, right? And so yeah. Amazon's kind of plugged that one. I think that they've done a good job with that. You're not seeing that anymore. That was a big manipulation that people were using. Yeah. I mean, you, you figured out a few things. Your, um, let's see, your prime day was like 800,000 or 900,000. That, 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 was that wasn't our best one, actually. Oh, really? Or not. Um, yeah, we had a, uh, our best. So that was a deal. We did a deal of the day that day. Our deal of the day did... 710 and then i think our sales that day were like they were absurd it was a big number it was over a million but okay yeah our best deal of the day did 1.1 million and believe it or not it wasn't on any special thought out methodical strange day we just looked at it and said hey this product starts to pick up at this time based on our data we see this bump of increase Let's try and run a deal of the day around then. And we did. And, and dude, it was like, you know, when you refresh the phone, I'm talking, you swipe another hundred orders. You swipe another 70 orders. Yeah. You swipe, it was so cool, man. Like for us, that was just, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. Like when you get the, you get all the coordinates right on Amazon, yes. like you will yes. know the, the volume of people. Yeah. You'll feel the effects yeah. of, of a hundred million yeah. shoppers. Um, we've, we've done, we've done four, four in our, in our whole career of selling. It's been about three and a half years on Amazon. We've done a total of four deal of the days and we did have what we would consider a dud. It only, it did 270. And to us, we thought it was, and we figured out why. See, this is all learning, right? We figured out why. The main product, we were selling a product with, with, five, with six variants in it. What happened was this, the price went from, $79.95 to $169.95. Here's where Amazon screwed up and we called them on it. They had the $169.95 showing just as the item. So what that does to the buyer is there's a pullback a little bit like, oh, that's expensive. Whereas the 79 price point is great because then they open it and then they'll shut. See what I'm saying, bro? You have to go through these things yeah. to see them firsthand. And so, you know, I mean, that one to us was a little bit of a dud. Um, we still made money on it, but it wasn't as good as it could have been. You know, I had an Amazon employee once tell me about lightning deals. He's like, you know, ones that do particularly well for those that just browse uh, the their, their deal pages are ones that they are products that could be a gift to someone else sure, yeah. or an impulse buy. You know, yes. you're seeing it because you don't really need it right now, but you're like, say you're one of those that goes on like slick deals, uh, that website where it's just like, just deals. And like, you don't need stuff, but when you see these deals that are so good, you're like, I've got to get this. Yeah. I'll use it at some point or I'll gift it to somebody or, yeah. you know, wherever they can be a lot of items like that. I think they do well on lightning deals. I think people run them because of that case. 
For me personally, we just use them as ranking strategies or if I'm a little heavy on something and I want to dump a little position, I might do something like that on prime day or, you know, a day that's got a lot of, you know, traffic coming black Friday, cyber Monday, stuff like that. Yeah. All right. So, um, I mean, there's lots of ways to talk about all the stress that we put into running an Amazon business. What are some ways that you remove the stress from, uh, managing a business to make the management easier? Oh man. I mean, it all started when, when I started this whole thing, I, it was me and a business partner. And, um, I sat in a cube literally the size of my desk for 12 months straight building what would be an $18 million a year business that year. And where my biggest pain point was, was that I knew I needed to hire, but I knew I couldn't afford to hire yet. Right. Because we had all this skin in the game. We put a lot of money up front to build product. Right. And so I started looking at this and saying, okay, how can a virtual assistant serve me? And I really understand the market well now because what ended up happening was I went through four VAs in four weeks, meaning one VA I churned through per week. I'm a big fan of hot, you know, I want to, I want to kind of hire, but then I'm going to fire fast if I see that this is not working. Right. Yeah. I am not the guy that's, I do not string shit out, bro. I will not sugarcoat yeah, sure. that. So like, if I see it going, I'm not going to kind of do it that way. So basically um, when I found the right match, what I came to find was that if I took the time to teach all these things I learned and all these strategies and all this, I mean, you know this, Scott, how hard is it to manage a Amazon business? I don't care what scale you're at. I don't care if you're doing 10 grand a day, a thousand a day. It is a lot of work. There are so many touch points that need to happen. So, you know, what ended up happening was I brought on one and then he was a great fit. He became the head of what is the empire that I'm building right now. And then under that, we just started onboarding VAs and building libraries out of how to do everything. And bro, today, this is why at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I can sit on a podcast and shoot the shit with you and talk about this because I am not in the day-to-day. You know what I am now? I'm a CEO, meaning that I come into work, I open my laptop, and I see high-level stock ticker stuff that yep. I can say, Move the lever here, do this here. Yep. This doesn't look correct to me. Why is that? Look into this. That's what you need to be. You need to be a business owner. You can't be, yep. you know, the stucker in that respect. So, you know, now, fast forward to now, we had realized what we built over all these years. We built an FBA manager out of the box, like instantaneously. And so uh, two months ago, we launched that program that I talked to you about, and it's just killing it. It is for Amazon sellers. I mean, we built it right. They're onboarded in 24 hours. Video libraries are being built. So we have our VA program right now and a ton of Amazon sellers are using us. And it's, we haven't had one churn yet. Not one churn. I wow, mean, that's impressive. Uh, the, uh, one churn. The stickiness right. is there because day one, Scott, these, you know, the VA day one out of the gate is trained with all of our methodology. Three and a half years. Your, your biggest building. selling point here is their training. Like, right. uh, you can find yeah, VAs, yeah. super easy, lots super of easy. services out there. Correct. And, but like, what do they know today? What do you, what kind of time investment do you have to Correct. put into them? And yeah. so you, for years, were putting yeah. SOPs uh, to, Every. so that yeah. they know how to handle problems. And we've, we've gotten it down to like such a science now that 
and I, I love this, I can say this out loud now because it, it's a fact of like what we've done. We took a tally of all the clients we have right now. And now I want, to, I want everybody to hear this out loud. Every client that we brought on for the most part, I think it was like 90% of the customers were using some, tor- some sort of service to get reimbursements back. So this is, just, this is a fraction of what we do, but I'm going to give an example here. The average customer since we started has already gotten back over $2,000 in reimbursements with what we do. We get back $20,000 a month, right? So our system, we're going a year later back in these accounts for clients and just getting them money left and right. Like it's paying for it. And that's the beauty. And the way we did it, I think I did it better than anybody I've seen on the market yet. I, I, I hate to say it like that, but I, I see it for what it is. There's no contracts. There's no hard sell. We want you to be a fit. We got to be a fit for you. And that's why with us, it's like in 48 hours, you're already onboarded and you're building SOPs for your VA. And within two weeks, brother, you have a library. and You have four to four and a half hours minimum back on your daily day that you're growing your business. And so, you know, it's just, as we're so excited about it. You said some interesting things. One, like, uh, I mean, I could talk all about reimbursements. I I've lived in that space for a few years. Um, and, uh, there always is, I mean, I, every, every methodology I've seen, there's always a little bit more money on the table, partly because, um, Amazon sometimes doesn't give reimbursements the first time. That's correct. You have to keep chasing it. I mean, yeah. I, I got a case right now. My VA emailed me two days ago and he goes, I just found 19 grand. We had a bunch of pallets that were just like, poof. And right. Like I'm not looking at that right now. Like I'm growing five different companies as that's the point I'm making. Yeah. I want the audience to understand that. Right. It's like, unless you're in there, you're leaving money. Everywhere, I did it everywhere. I did a podcast just on this concept alone. Um, sure. Cause people, yeah. they, a lot of times as the, as their new business owners, they're always like, what do I focus on? What time do I do? You know? And I kind of divide your uh, efforts as the business leader into two uh, factors. Say maybe you only have one employee or zero employees. Um, yes. Certain activities that you are going to do are scaling your business and yes. certain va- uh, uh, activities you're doing are, are fixed value. Uh, exactly. Time in dollar out. And, yep. and it doesn't get any better. Like it doesn't get more efficient, but employees uh, yes. start to make you more efficient. Yeah. VAs make you more efficient. The training of them makes everything else. It makes your fixed value activities yeah. actually more productive. And that's where like you, you scale. Yeah. Um, private label in general is actually a business that scales because, yeah, sure. um, you know, there, there, there can be this curve there that uh, you, your sales can uh, not reflect necessarily the work that you've put in, but say you've got the right things, all of a sudden you're on, you're on the second or first uh, rank and like it's an outsized reward for that, for those, for those top spots. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you can't get there unless you're working towards that constantly. Like I was that guy constantly driving the needle to, if I, if I had to do all this other monotonous stuff, we'd be sitting here and you would say, I'd like to introduce Derek, you know, a seven figure seller. Uh, he's doing $2 million a year. That's, that would be the reality of what it is. If, if I continued to do everything myself, it would have not been skill. So I think that, that at the end of the day, I, I think it comes down to where are you and what's your, what's your reality with how you're scaling, you know, how bogged down are you? I, I hate to say this, but 
our VAs are probably going to know because it's just our brains and everything's documented. <laughs> I'll go out and limb and say this. They're probably going to know more than most sellers that we bring on. And I have sellers doing two and a half million dollars a month right now that have contacted me like, dude, I had no like, you know, and so that's a great feeling for us because it's like, holy shit, we're kind of nailing this here. And, you know, I mean, so that's been great. That's been well, great, obviously. But, you yeah. know. Education is just uh, on Amazon. There's so much to figure out. Right. I have been selling for seven years. I, uh, I program, I create programs for like Amazon sellers and I still every day, like there, there's few, there's new things uh, to, sure. to figure out and anywhere from like new Amazon programs, new, like the way that advertising trends are happening. Uh, I, I can go off and on that like um, even though I'm like in the space of Amazon education, like there's more to learn and Absolutely. that's a value add in of itself. Just to have another mind that's been trained with a different uh, thinking and you will have another set of eyes on your Amazon account that will be super valuable. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been great. It's been great so far. Um, I, I think, I mean, like, and one of the things I've told Derek a few times is like when he started launching it, that I was like, it's like, I know you're onto something because I'm jealous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that. And that meant a lot to me coming from you because I respect you, man. I, well, you're one, of the, you're one of the authentic ones in this game. I mean, you know, I can't open Instagram because obviously me and you were both targeted because, you know, so right. targeted with all ads and I see this stuff and I like chuckle and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually thankful for you. I'll tell you why. I'm thankful that you're putting quality, realistic content out there for hopefully people consuming it that are like, okay, I can separate BS from reality and they don't go down this rabbit hole of potentially losing their life savings. Yeah, no, you that's a, it's a really real. good point. It's very real. And yeah. um, have like, I'll, I'll, I'll be transparent as well. Have I gained in my business from a podcast? Yeah, but like, I don't hard sell. It's all about yeah. what you were talking about earlier about like a fit. If it's a fit, yes. then like people will sell themselves. Oh, and boys, man. If, you, oh, if you're yes. giving them so much value up at the beginning, um, then, then it's going to work out. And that's like a strategy I've always uh, like held on to that I know that if the information is so valuable and uh, you're helping people uh, <clears throat> strategize and all that, that, you know, in the long run, you can stand to gain. And, and so that's why I'm focusing still, you know, on, on putting out uh, quality stuff. These ideas around lightning deals, never heard them before. Yeah. Uh, having VAs that are fully trained with like someone with your background. I've never heard of that before. And has been like, no one's done it. Yeah. And, and I've talked to people that, you know, they sell a VA service and I'm always like skeptical of like, okay, what's this and this. And I, and we've worked with VAs a lot and it's just, it's, it's, it's nuts. The amount of training that yeah. it takes yes. and a lot. Uh, you as a, uh, like, you as a business owner focusing on scaling, this is like turning, you know, like, like you, you scale from zero to a hundred, just like, just with a quick decision, just like yeah. a one time decision. Yes. So I, I think what you've created is, is, is super valuable. And, um, 
And so one way that you can always contact Derek, he's very open and transparent. I found him on Instagram. Uh, it's, what is it, at Amazon 8-Figure Seller. Yeah, the number eight, Amazon number eight figure seller. And then um, our, uh, if you want to go to our site and look at our VA program, that's Derek James, D-E-R-E-K, James Sells.com, Derek James Sells.com. We're going to be uploading a whole host of other stuff on there. You'll start seeing our content more because we, we are going to start now that we've, you know, we've got this thing cranking, we will, of course, start to market this to the Amazon community. Um, I am, this is one of the things, Scott, I'm, I'm as excited about this as I am about our Amazon businesses and some of the investments I've just made, only because I know how valuable it is. And for, for over a year, people have asked me, like, how would you monetize now? And I'm like, I'm not going to build a course. I'm, I want something that is an instantaneous value add. Yep. And frankly, for me, I think it's for an existing seller. I think that that's where my brain is going to be best served. Yeah. And when I say an existing, you could be doing 10 grand a month up to 10 million a month. I don't care where you are, but as long as you're selling and you're in that range, we're going to be a fit. You know, if you're just getting started, you're not going to use a VA with us. Get, get your feet off the ground. Go, go do what you got to do. Learn, figure it out. But once you get up and running, we will take all of that heavy weight off your plate. Well, and I hope you find you. out. Just like there are millions of customers and uh, products on Amazon, there are a ton of sellers. Once you once you get a product uh, like what you've got that that fits, it is going to spread. And so, yeah. I, I wish you all the success with this. And and uh, I mean, it's tremendously valuable what what you're offering. And sounds like you know, with an additional pass of reimbursements, it pays for itself. Oh. It's, it's, that's, that's the, that's like the, that is the cherry on the, on the ice cream. It, it's, you'd have to, you'd have to try it for yourself. And that's why we don't, you know, we don't, there's no hard sell on it. It's like, listen, this is either a fit and that you're, there's no contractual obligation to this. You know, I can tell you right now that I would say 95% of the clients that we have right now will most likely never leave unless their Amazon business closes because of the value that we add to them. Like to them, it's indispensable. They are now working on growing their companies. So that's my, that's my short elevator pitch on what we do. I'm super stoked for it. And, um, you know, if you got any questions, you can shoot us a DM on Instagram. Um, you can click the learn more tab on our site. And, you know, if you're a seller and you're serious, get started. We'll, we'll change your life in the Amazon community. I promise that. All right. Well, yeah. thank you, Derek, so much for uh, covering a bunch yeah. of uh, subjects. And also just, you know, I, I've been talking with you for almost a year now. And so, Really happy to finally get you on the podcast. And um, so if any, of, and if any of those listeners out there like what they heard today, there's only one thing that I will ask is just share it. Uh, share the podcast with, with friends. It's one of the most flattering things with other Amazon sellers. This episode in particular is very helpful to those because we were being real for a second yeah. and telling some of the hard things. And I don't, you know, if, if you... If, are going to Google, you know, selling on Amazon, you're going to find people that are going to, you know, make it just like sound like the dream. So it's way more uh, trustworthy when people are transparent. So I'm so, I'm glad that Derek came on it and said it all. Um, so that's all we've got. And I uh, hope to see you guys next week and uh, take care. Thanks brother. Appreciate it, Scott. Yeah. One, two, three. Yeah.
This episode has been produced by LaunchPod Media.